Welcome, everyone, again to another episode of Out of Character with Jupiter and... Hello, y'all. Good to be back. <laughs> Good to be back. I'm here with my fresca. That's right. Or it's a ginger ale, sorry. It's a ginger ale. You made the decision like 30 seconds before we started recording. How did you exactly. already forget? I, I live on the edge. It's all it's all fizzy water to me, I guess. <laughs> don't I? It's all fizzy water. <laughs> You tell my wife, Robin, I'm like, I need more fizzy waters. And then they just get replenished in various amounts. So gaming cliches. Yes. Yes, this was uh, a suggestion that I had, and I'm glad it went mm -hmm. over. Because now I get to do, you know, Jupiter and Cotton's old people rant. We get to rant about the thing we don't like. And that's what we're good at, because we're old. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. <laughs> wait, I didn't opt into I'm old, therefore I agree to this topic. Uh, you did read the fine print. It was fine uh, What? Print. Maybe you couldn't see it because of your eyes. Because oh of my god, snakes up on you. I can't see shit without my glasses. If you want me to read anything, forget about it. <laughs> I'm like, what are you calling me? Let me look at. It. Like you have the glasses with the chain on the back. You know, like I'm not. Yeah. I refuse to put that chain on my stupid glasses. It's so utilitarian, though. No. Mm. Goes good right. with a nice stretchy pair of pants. <laughs> with the with the the stirrup strap and that goes underneath the foot, so it tucks into the shoe. Yeah. Anyway, now that we've established, apparently, if you believe in cliches in gaming, you're old. Which I don't agree with, but okay, let's just move forward with your premise. We'll see, I think we'll, we'll, we'll see where it goes. We'll so, see. We'll see. So I can start us show. off. We can, we can <laughs> rant about some cliches, but do you have one that's just like burning? Well, like, well, let, let, let's talk about what do, what do you mean when you say cliche? Because maybe your idea of a, a cliche is maybe not my idea of a, a cliche. Okay. Maybe Fair I'm enough. thinking tropes and you're thinking cliches. Ooh, Ooh. I wouldn't. I, I think that I think them very interchangeable. So oh, I'll, okay. I'll throw out I'll throw out one. The the tavern, right? D and D game, the tavern, or if it's a yes, cyberpunk game, always have to meet game. in the tavern. Yes, you have to meet at the club. Exactly. Yeah. It's, the, it's club, tavern, tavern, club. Uh -huh. And I think you should just flip them. Actually, like that's exactly what I was going to say. You have the club. It's always a club for some reason. It's never like a chilled out bar. In Shadowrun or Cyberpunk, it's always this loud, like, uns, 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 uns kind of environment. Uh, or the super posh one, either one. It's always a Nikki Blaine's for me, but okay. Well, that's that's because you're we're, we're trying to help people. You're good. Oh, that's oh the okay. Point. We're trying oh, to, I see. Okay. Fill, it's, you know, like, like you filled the last tray, we're trying to, like, filter the knowledge. Uh, right? Okay. All right, all right, you know, all, right, all, right so, all right, So, you know, and, and part of this discussion is I think we should subvert these tropes or cliches. So... Frankly, you could just swap them. Have your D and D group meet up in a club. You know they're there. Who knows why they're there? Your players can provide you with a reason. Maybe they're there for the party scene. Maybe they're the cook in the back. Maybe they're hired protection. Maybe one of them was supposed to meet someone there in actuality. It's the same idea, but it doesn't always have to be the you know like the the same bar or tavern from every Hobbit, Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. You know, thank you, Tolkien. We got it. You know. So there are people that do kind of like don't want to play into that trope, that cliche of meeting at the tavern. So a lot of people do the the other one, the other very cliche, not maybe as dominant as the tavern, but the other very cliche and incredibly horrible idea. You're all in a prison cell. Oh, my God. It's oh, my so God. True. Could it's, you not put us all in a prison cell to start the game? You're all in prison. It's yeah. so true. You don't have your gear. You got no armor. Get out. And also, by the way, build a team, even though you're all in jail. So obviously you've all done something bad. So how can you ever trust each other? 
And why would you still it. be together? Even if you break out, like let's say. Yeah. Why would you still hang out with these people? They're gonna get you cut. Right. Like now we I did mean... this in Shadowrun, not the prison part, but there was mm-hmm. a part where we were hanging together in our little Shadowrun podcast. Without a net, may have heard of it, listeners out there, that. They were forced together because of the criminal circumstances that surrounded them, and they had little other option. That works a lot better, I think, in a world with like law and order as opposed to D and D. But I do hate the but the, but it, we didn't start in the prison, and I do. Hate no, we all met at work. I feel like right, which yeah. is a different kind of prison when you think about it. Cubicle walls, five by eight. Oh my god, yeah, allegory. Yeah. <laughs> this was like fucking four D chess over here, and like, <laughs> it was like you did all start in the prison of capitalism, uh, but. It's been done a little bit, so let, let's talk about the point of that trope. The point of the trope is the players don't know each other, the PCs don't know each other, they're not friends, maybe they are all somewhat shady, at least most of them. You always have mm-hmm. the occasional innocent accused or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we're trying to bring this group together. How do we take this, put a spin on it? Because I feel like you can get near tropes. Cliches and tropes are cool, you can get near them. But I think they only work when you subvert them. You kind of have to like dance near the fire without getting in it, right? So how so would you restructure that? Why do I that? even need to do this? Why do I even need to do this, your all-meat portion of the whole story? Why can't I just start? You guys already know each other. Why do I have to, to do this whole you all come together thing? You guys already know each other. Tell me how you know each other. And you yeah, force but... them to work that backstory and to develop that and tell that tale. And as they have more conversation, they can refer to things that haven't had. Like, why do I need to put that in canon? You all met for the first time. Why do I have to do that? Can't I just say you're all together? I think it's done a lot. It's done because, a lot. Because I think the reason it is done is you have a group of players who don't have their PCs really fleshed out mm-hmm. and maybe don't have the background. To have gotten everybody in the gang together and come up with the why do we all know each other line. So it's a very easy way. Like, there's only so many ways a bunch of people have to group together who've never met each other before. Mm-hmm. Shadowrun has the – in Cyberpunk also, they have the criminal element. You're here for money. You know, you are yeah. a team of hitters. D&D doesn't have that – it kind of does. You know, like, hey, you guys are the most powerful people in town. You're adventurers. Mm-hmm. It's a little generic. I can see what they're trying to do. You know, like here's a way to like slam a bunch of people together, and maybe you, as you play the game and you fill out mm-hmm. and you you feel out your character, you can come up with the things you wouldn't have been able to write beforehand. I'm kind of playing devil's advocate here. Like I don't like. No, what I, I'm know. I know. I know. You know. I know. I know. I know. No, I get it. It's just, I mean, I, I think that compulsion, that whole we have to meet, everybody has to meet for the first time, and oh, in ye old tavern or the inn. Why though? Why? Why that compulsion? Why do we have to do that at all? Why can't we just say we've been together and just go? If you're a strong enough table, now if you're a table full of noobs, like brand new to the game, and this is your first time jamming, you're probably gonna want to do something. But then I would maybe do a like a, a slow, like a slow intro. Then I wouldn't do a hard like a hard intro on everyone all at once. Let's just I'm gonna I'm gonna run with you. And then we're going to bring in one other person. And then as you guys are talking, you know, maybe you guys start traveling down the road, you run into somebody else. And you all have to, you know, you there is still the the buy-in, the initial buy-in from everybody at that table is, look, this is your group. You have to, you have to be with each other. You have to trust each other. You're just going to have to not be distrusting of the people you meet. They're sitting at this table with a character sheet. When I introduce them or they introduce themselves, you know, you're just going to have to know this is your group. Okay, so I don't have to do 
I don't have to have them all thrown into the same room and go, okay, you meet. I, I could do I could do a slow, I can do it slow and introduce one at a time and they slowly come together. What do you think if you were the experienced GM that you are and you have a bunch of noobs and mm-hmm. they give you their play and this isn't pre mates, but what if mm-hmm. would you feel comfortable going forward and kinda like helping them and or like writing it for them? Like, okay, you're this badass fighter. Like, I'm a noob, I I wanna be a, a badass fighter. And that's as much as I got, right? <laughs> and you can be like, okay, uh, you were hired by this, uh, you know, rich prince to escort him across the land. Uh, he's on some diplomatic mission. He's annoying as shit, blah, blah, blah. You're do- and and you're, you're sort of like writing that character. This is how why your would, character why feels. Why would that person even hire this noob, this low-level character, to even do anything? Uh, well, even, even in sense. It's terrible level, there's a hundred uh, reasons to come anyway, up. No, in D&D or in oh, Shadowrun, no. either one, if I had a table and they were all brand new players, I would do solo sessions with each one to start just to kind of prime them and kind of let them kind of get a feel of how to play that character without, you know, that whole stress of, I don't want to do it in front of other people. So I kind of get them, get the ball rolling, prime them, and then work them, then work them together. Wow. You're like the Florence Nightingale of GMs. Like At first I have a solo mission with all of them. And then I... (laughs) That's that's hardcore. Fair enough. You you have you have the efforts. If if it's people that are learning how to play, and as I've stated before, you have a duty to gaming, Cotton. Yeah, well, God, the duty to game. The duty to gaming. Here, there's a book you'll write that I won't buy. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it's just you looking stern on the cover. <laughs> Your no. duty to gaming. <laughs> it's your duty to game. I love to say that now since it makes you so inflamed. But it, I think I would do that if I had brand new players. I would want to kind of get them comfortable with, with me as a GM, with them running their character, kind of get them into the whole character thing. And, and without the bur- without the extra pressure of having the other people uh, at the table at that point. So I, I, I would do it kind of I would do solo sessions and then have them all go together probably won't be at a tavern unless that's what the story calls for. I want to hear the people's comments about the lower effort version. That I, I agree that you have like like if this were a cooking show, it would be like first you take that, you know, you take, you know, your your creme fraiche and you take the uh the beef uh and you you know, you massage it properly, make sure it's wagyu. And I'm like, did you know you can deep fry a pop tart? You can. It's it's a, <laughs> like like I, I want to know what the what the lower effort version of accomplishing this goal is. I'm sure everybody would go with the low effort version. I'm sure yeah. everybody would go. Yes, the low effort version is is the way they'd go. I'm just saying, if it was brand new, if it's brand new, if it's experienced players, no, they know how this is done. I'm not going to put that much effort in. They know what they're doing. Yeah, fuck those guys. It's a tape. Yeah, fuck fuck those guys. They already know what they're doing. I got a table now of experienced people. I'm not going to No, They know what they're doing. I don't have to do a lot of work. I just tell them to do that stuff. And it's great. You. There you go. <laughs> you rolled a this. You killed the guy. Tell me how that happened. I'm not going to describe it. You describe it. You're the one that did the act. Which I took from you, by the way. I love doing that with my with You my like party. doing that, right? I yeah, think it kind fun. of helps. Because I'm terrible at describing things. So. <laughs> Tell I'm terrible at describing things. I'm <laughs> terrible at improv. So I put it on the players and I think, you know what? It gives the players more agency anyway. They have control over this. It's their character. When really it's just me being that that's a weak point as a GM. So I shore that up with the players taking on that burden. 
There you go. How, there you go. how to succeed in management, y'all. It's called <laughs> I delegating. have a management degree. It's called <laughs> delegating. <laughs> yeah, how do you get other people to do work for you? Yes. The sequel to yes. Your Duty to Gaming by Jupiter. It's like the same picture, but reversed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have we, been we, known to, to bribe co-workers absolutely <laughs> I did the same thing with Taco Bell oh god See, I, I do it with coffee when I was out Pacific Northwest it was Dutch Bros I'd bring them a Dutch bro for no reason and they'd go oh my gosh that's so nice I'm like no for no reason here you go and then like a week later when I need something hey could you do me a favor they're like absolutely I'm like there you go well worth the uh, you know 250 investment of a Dutch bro indeed and, anyway, right, let's go so let's, let's, let's have another one. Here, here's another trope. It's going to be a fast one, okay? It's a quick one. It's going to be real easy. Scottish accents on dwarves. I don't know who thought this up. I guess it was Tolkien because wow. he was from the island. And he was like, well, I don't know. Scott, Scottish. Let's go with it. It can be Scottish. Hey, I'm not saying it can't. It's not against the law. It's just, it's just been done. And we even, in our game, we have a guy who Wow, you are shit-talking right now. Why? Who am I? Wow! He's in the game with I us! I'm a dwarf. And not, he's great. No, he, he is he's, great. He's fine. He needs to keep doing it. And his but, understudy like, is great. He does the same Scottish <laughs> accent. Not everybody is so talented. You exactly. know, some of us, some of us struggle <laughs> with accents and do them anyway. Uh, that's... <laughs> So you think accents are overdone? Do you think accents, or do you think the Scottish accent on? No, whoa, or do whoa, you yeah. think it is just I, that's where I'm going to subvert it. Make up something else. Make them Australian. I don't give a shit. Make them Canadian, a, eh? uh, and it can be horrible. Just pick an accent, preferably one you're terrible at. Like, wouldn't you? Wouldn't it be hilarious if all the dwarves in your area were like had Southern accents? Like, we're just red. They're kind of redneck anyway. They work hard. They're kind of conservative. They don't like leaving the mine. They like money. They're distrustful of change. Redneck. It's perfect. <laughs> I, I mean, I get it. Like, elves, whenever somebody plays an elf, they, they always play them as uptight, stern, kind of with a posh accent. It's like, why? And the kind of why? why? Like, well, I guess we can go do that. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's like, why are you doing? Like, what are you I doing? I care about nothing. I am so deeply uninterested. I've already bitched about yeah. elves. We already know elves. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. We already know we've done an elf. We're not gonna suck back in that black hole. No, 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 uh, no, no, no. But <laughs> but yes, it's the no, same accent. Yeah. There's no reason that all of your elves cannot sound Japanese. I mean, honestly, that could be problematic. Maybe don't maybe don't do <laughs> the sixteen candles make you anything. But you know what we're trying to communicate here, right? Like maybe they sound like California surfer bros. <laughs> yeah, they could be anything, but I, I guess yeah. people just kind of this. This is what an elf is, and this is what a dwarf is, and th and it's like they don't have to be. They can be anything, just like people are in this world. You could be anything. There's there's other diversity. All right, so I, I, I'm on board with the accent. What I don't like is, and I apologize to anyone listening who's done accents in my games. What I don't like is spending two minutes because you lost your accent and you've got to find it again. And it's like, just talk. It's okay. I understand what you're going for. Just move. Just move. Just move the story along. Your accent doesn't have to be perfect today. Just oh, move and it along. can change depending on you know how drunk you are at any given moment. It's totally fine for your accent to just move all over the place, <laughs> like a laser light. That when you're playing with a cat, it can just move anywhere. <laughs> I w I'm, this is just ideas I'm throwing out. But yeah, that, that's yeah. just one thing I want to get. At. You could do like there, this is fantasy. Okay, you're casting fireball. You're allowed to come up with, you know, an Australian accent 
for halflings. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's not against the law. You can mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So accents. What else? What else you got as far as cliches? All right. This is this is one that what was what kind of inspired this idea was our discussion in the previous episode about order and my kind of hangups on that and how it's always sort of uh is is not valued. Everybody's always you know pro rebel side, and that is scruffy brown leather good, patent black leather bad. It's in Star Wars. It's in everything. It's always the rebels are good, which they never are. It's what's hilarious. It's like we always love the rebels, and they're fighting against the order. And like the one example of rebels in American history is the Confederacy, and no one likes that shit anymore. They got all mad at us. And <laughs> was there a point yeah. they didn't like it? <laughs> <laughs> like it's like we oh, love really? the rebels unless it's a statue, and that shit's got to go. But like. But that's it's it's just I'm it's a bad joke, sorry. But the 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 hang it's the same thing. It's always guys in bomber jackets, brown leather, maybe with some fur, always kind of scruffy and scrappy against a bunch of like undercut or like super severe haircutted, like Aryan looking Nazi ripoff. Hugo Boss Taylor. Hugo Boss Taylor. Black leather, <laughs> black high boots. It's 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 always just once, just once. I want the scruffy brown bomber jacket dudes to be the bad guys or maybe like order good maybe we don't want to live in samaya so it it is always the rebel the rebel force is always the underdog as as our our listeners in in the chat right now are saying that that's the underdog trope the rebels but i mean rebels like rebels aren't always the good guys they're also bad guys too they're they're fighting they're 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 doing just as horrible you know acts as the other side Look at, I mean, let's let's take it back. Revolutionary War, right? The Americans decided to do this. Bad guys? Yes, because they did guerrilla warfare because they knew they were no match for the training of the British Army and how they would fight. So they said, "Fuck this standing in a field and firing at each other. We're gonna die." So they would like just dart in, hit them, do it from the trees, and run away. And it was like the British were like, "They don't fight right," and it's like the Americans were like, "We're gonna die if we fight the way you fight. We're gonna fight this way." And it was basically guerrilla warfare. It was. They were terrorist warfare. acts. This they is were okay. Acts you, of you terrorism. Don't, do not do not get me involved in this. I just I okay. put my hands. I'm doing like the hands up thing. We're like I'm cashing out from the casino table. Okay. All right. All right. You're you're done. Like, okay. I'm just not, saying the rebel side isn't always good. They're also terrible people too because they're fighting a fight. They're not always the good guys. Yes, they're not I agree. The good guys. Maybe yes. they're like a bunch of religious nut jobs out to destroy law and order and decency because they wish to impose a, I don't know, theocratic regime. I can't think of any current events that would mimic that in any way, but, you know, it could possibly be a thing. I'm just throwing out, mm-hmm. <laughs> throwing okay. out seats. Yeah. It's always the, uh, like the order. And they're all about business, and 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 it's always the same thing, and it always feels the same. Mix it up, make okay. them maybe hapless. They could be even even if they're kind of icky, you know. Maybe you have this sort of colonial deal. They can be kind of wrong, and it's bad, but it's a medieval setting ish. They can be hapless, or maybe the alternative is even worse. Like yeah, we're kind of heavy-handed, and we're the big unwieldy machine. And mm-hmm. we don't always get it, and we're a little out of touch. But the people who oppose us, you know, are completely insane or something. You know, something. It doesn't all just there. You go, mix it up some. Just, just don't always do that. That that type of paradigm. It's always rebel good, brown leather. We're the resistance against the order. It just always looks and feels the same, and it's been done into the ground. 
It's okay. So Zakar had made uh, a comment. He's listening right now. He says, the order is always racist assholes. They don't always have to be, though. But if, if, if you're running into GMs and the order is always racist assholes, then, you know, the GM maybe should mix that up a bit. Maybe they're not. Maybe they are actually trying to create order not due to, to race. And maybe they just seem like assholes. But maybe they do have the best intentions for the overall good of whatever realm they're in that's that's it, give them something you know you know that's that that's where i'm at that that, that is what sort of inspired my ranting on this subject mm-hmm. so there you go okay uh, you know i'm i'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. on the whole like what the empire did nothing wrong no you know blowing up planets is a bit much don't do that that's wrong just have them wear brown jackets yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but i do i don't like when when it's super obvious, the bad guy. These are the bad people. Yes. You know this because of X, Y, Z. And it's like, why? Good people can be bad and bad people can be good. Let's not always just have it so black and white. Let's just, you know, let's not make the big bad evil so apparent. Yeah, and, and to pick up on what Zar- uh, Zarkara said, he said they're mm-hmm. they're always racist. They kind of, I'm kind of thinking about it. Like, in the Empire, aren't they, like, almost exclusively white? I think there was, like, one black person in one but they're never the alien races they're mm-hmm. all humans right there, there isn't like a wookie or something it's 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 100 they're clearly human supremacist right it's not like i don't know i don't, I don't know my star wars alien race i don't know my my star wars okay. lore that well i'm not going to speak on it because i don't want to get like the the, the blue later. guy who is playing the the saxophone <laughs> they don't have any of them okay they don't, it's just it's just humans and they seem to have an infinite amount of logistical capability. That's a different topic. Different topic. Anyway, so. okay. All right, that's all right. that's one for me. I can keep going, or do you have one? Keep then? going, you know, keep going. No, I like listening to all yours. Apparently, you're the, the judgy bunny today, so. I am a judgy bunny. I like that, the judgy bunny. The judgy bunny. Yes. Let's see. Quest giver is bad. Quest giver bad. Betrayal. Why is, wait. The, oh, the double cross, the, always the yeah. double cross. This uh, is more shadow, right? I mean, you'd always get away with it. It's that not, is way, and I know we've talked about that. Is just, I, I think it's overused. I think it's ridiculous. I don't like it. De- overused is, I totally agree. Yeah, it can be done, and really, it's kind of weird if you never have it. You it never have anyone screw your players. Yeah, especially NPCs. Now there you go. Uh, that's a different topic. If you like are questioning the one T that you captured and he lies to you, mm-hmm. that's supposed to happen. Like, duh. <laughs> Like, you know, where is the secret amulet? It's down the hallway to the left. Okay, fuck you lied. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm like, what are you, stupid? Like, of course <laughs> I lied to you. I'm going to run away. But that's an actual quest giver. They usually, and this is especially Shadowrun, uh, is, is the whole, like, screwed you over. I'm totally fine with them mm-hmm. having imperfect information. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they yeah. give you an, they, they're giving you a basic idea, and... They don't happen to know that the corporation you're knocking over hired as security a bunch of psycho gangers with flamethrowers. They didn't get that intel. Sucks for you. So, you know. So that's one way to sort of subvert it, I guess, is to is to not make them evil, just make them uninformed. I kind of thought about this and thought, like, you could just have them think that they're leaving information out. And then mm-hmm. just be wrong. Like, hey, uh, you guys didn't see anybody with like this like crazy fire tattoo on their neck or anything, right? Why? Ah, but nothing. Ah, this is, never mind. So I've I've done I've done some so I've had the, the J I've had the J be a person who is being trained on how to be a J. 
So he had an earpiece and he was totally inept and he was completely messing things up. And the the other Shadowrunners are a lot of people who play Shadowrunners are inherently paranoid. And so when they saw my inept guy, they thought something's up. And when they did, when they figured out he had an earpiece, they ran like they just got in the car and ran away. And it was like, wait a minute. Like, what do you do? Like, he's just he's he's getting trained on how to be a J. He's of course, it's his first day. Everybody's got to start somewhere. My players went, no, no, something's wrong. We're out of here. And it was like, okay. <laughs> Thing we don't understand. Run. Yeah. Run away. Run away. <laughs> That's actually a great example. Don't make every cool piece of flavor a threat. Yeah. Because if, if you do, you will train your players to do that. Have have flavor, and that way you can have things that for if 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 the only thing you ever if if you only ever have flavor or foreshadowing, and it's always bad, you will train your players to fear everything you describe ever. This mm-hmm. is don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Don't I mean, don't always do a gotcha move, and I think the gotcha is just the gotcha is a is a cliche in it, in and of itself. There's always got to be something that comes out and blindsides the the team or the double cross or just something like, you know, I hate the gotcha. Not so much a cliche, but this bad. I, I hate them. I really do hate them. Yeah. <laughs> we, we ran on that. <laughs> what other, what other ones you got? Oh, I, I just want to give a quick add up on that. As I had a recent game uh-huh. and I had uh, the players saw nine kobolds. They could count them out and they <laughs> yeah. like snuck past them. And they saw two dead kobolds and above them, it was like written in the sign. Curiosity killed the kobold and picture like, like, like stick figure of like 12 kobolds. And two of them crossed out. So my player was like, huh, we saw nine kobolds. Here are two dead killed kobolds. And there's 12 kobold stick figures. Where is the 12th kobold? Well, there was a 12th kobold. And he was running around stealing cheese from the, the dungeon people that had the kobolds in there. I won't go into all the details, but there you go. He wanted some cheese. It was worth possibly risking his life like the other two who got caught. That's it. And, and the players run into a kobold bolting around a corner, like a hand full of cheese, backpack full of cheese. It's like, uh, rut row. Hey guys, I'm trying to escape the one T and I have this cheese. So if I could just get on past you over here, you know. So that was an encounter. And then, although it was foreshadowed, it wasn't scary or bad. It was just a goofy thing that I did. So, you know. Yeah. Stuff. It's nice to have some, you know, not, not necessarily, I don't want to call it a misdirect, but a distraction. A jangly keys. You can jangle the keys over here, but when you jangle too much and you totally get the whole group going off the main path, and focusing on something that's really irrelevant, like the number 12 cobalt CO serial killer. What's going on? Why is he killing cobalts? What's happening? And they start focusing on that instead of the main thing that they're there for. That's when you've got to, you've got to rein that. You got to rein that in. I agree. It's, it's bad. It's, it can get really bad. It was, it was a, it was a like quick it. payoff for what it's worth. Yeah. It was like, yeah. It was like no, I like it. It's a little thing. It's, it's gives, you know, life into the world. But again, if, if you're always doing this double cross or gotcha thing as a GM, stop doing it. Just go cold turkey. And if you're a player at a table and you're with a new GM and you've never, ever had them do a gotcha on you, quit assuming everything they're going to do is a gotcha. Quit assuming everything's going to be a double cross. This GM hasn't done anything to do that, To hasn't done that to you yet. Quit assuming they're going to. Don't make this new GM that you're with pay for the sins of all the other GMs you've had who have done that to you. Let the GM first do it to you first. That's a great point. I, I really agree because, like, you can have these older, more experienced players come in 
and they'll spook the younger people because yeah. they've been burnt and they're coming in like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then sort of like take over everything. And the younger players are deferring to them because it seems like they know what's up and they're missing out when really there's just nothing there. Yeah. It's just stop with the paranoia. Just stop with the paranoia. Shadowrunners being super paranoid drives. That's that's another. Cl- I just I just want the happy go lucky criminal that's just on board. Sure. Let's do it. Oh. Whatever. Always just just. Yeah. OK. Never ever thinks any anything is ever bad gonna happen. Like that. That's I just want to see that character just one time. I just don't want a paranoid player. <laughs> Mister Blue paranoid. Sky. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I was. I don't think. I don't think Mary Sue was ever paranoid, except when it came to Morgana. She was paranoid. But on any of the jobs, she never thought there was a problem. Like it was always everything's gonna be fine. I don't oh. think she went paranoid How'd about that work out jobs. For well, her team shot her in the back. Because she wasn't paranoid enough. All right. So what else? What else? What other cliches do you have? Uh, this is more of a Shadowrun, like cyberpunky mm. one. Oh, really, really okay. Shadowrun. And that uh-huh. is the the racism cliche. Like, oh, you're an orc or a troll. I get it. It's a thing. Okay. But that uh-huh. cuts two ways. So if you're the elf. Yeah. And you're in like the wrong part of town. That. Yeah. Uh, cl- oh, what is it? I guess cliche. <laughs> cliche or stereotypical or stereotyping cop is going to say, oh, you're just here to buy drugs. Which is also being pulled over and mm-hmm. asked questions. So what do you what are y'all doing in this part of town? You know that cuts two ways. Yeah. It's the same messed up bigotry prejudice. It's just mm-hmm. in this weird reverse way. So if you're gonna have a world where part of the cost of being a, of your players being a troller orc in the Shadowrun world, or even in D and D where they get uh they, they get a lot of uh, flack, I think you should cut it both ways. Like I get it, orc troll, big strong. You want to like push back on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or, or just have it as a part of your world. Totally cool. But have it cut occasionally the other way. Have them meet up with some merchant. No, 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 no. I totally did. No. When I GM Shadowrun, if I'm going to play with racism, I hit everybody with it. It's equal opportunity racist here. I am going to do something terrible to every race in the room at my table. It's just going to happen. I'm not going to pick on one because, oh, well, we're, we're in this town. We're in this part of the city. Therefore, it's that. No, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to be, you know, shitty toward the, the uh, orc and the, the troll. I'm going to, you know, make fun of make fun of the elf and how they eat and how they act and look. And I'm going to use the, the dwarf as an armrest as, you know, I'm talking to them about the job. That's I, I'm going to hit everything because you can't just do it to one because that player's not going to see it as, oh, it's just in world. They're going to think you're picking on them. So you've got to hit every single one. If you want to play racism in Shadowrun, you've got to hit every single race at that table. At some point, you've got to be equal opportunity on that. There you go. Oh, and uh, I guess it's a birth trope, which is what I'm, the theme I'm trying to keep with. Mm-hmm. Make them make them meet one of the good cops. You know, <laughs> you know why I pulled you over? Uh, your show light's broken out, and you need to get that looked at. Anyway, there's a shop in the corner. You you gentlemen have a nice day. You know, <laughs> are you kidding? You pull just, over just a screw cop with them. in Shadowrun. If my, any of my tables ever saw, well, not maybe maybe not all of my tables because I had a lot of white hat tables, but some tables, you a cop pulls them over. Oh, we got to kill the cop. Sorry. Like, they don't even get a chance to see he's a good cop. They just kill the cop. Okay. You've had some very <laughs> par- – I, I can tell, like, you've got these paranoid – you have, like, the reverse paranoid scars. Like, yeah. you're paranoid yeah. of the paranoid. You are yeah. now – you were like, I yeah. can't put a nice cop in yeah. my game because I'm paranoid that my players will yep. act paranoid. Yeah. yeah. 
I put an NPC in a game and people react oddly to it. Like, yeah, it's, I have that weird. So now it's very much a challenge to me to gauge that. Uh, but yeah, any other, you know, oh, any uh, other cliches? Let's see what we got. I love here. these. I love these cliches. On the, on the ye old ye old list here. Where's your notes? Do your Foley work? Oh, here we go. Oh, hold on a second. See if I can enhance. First of all, I got my list, but I can't quite enhance or see it. Enhance. Because you're old. Enhance. God damn it. They got me. They got me. <laughs> Edit, edit that out, Grave. No, he's not editing that out. <laughs> <laughs> no. I guess the last one would be the. It's a bit of a cliche. Do it, do it a little bit, okay? But that is the scene chewing villain. Not always wrong, but don't have them all be this way. <laughs> like. Oh, thank God you said it. The scene chewing oh. villain. Like the perfect example is like I think Jeremy Irons from the D and D movie, who was like. You, you can see it, like, the exact minute. I can't remember what it is. But there's a scene where you see him, and you realize, in his eyes, he realizes this movie is doomed. And he might as well <laughs> just, I mean, go, like, 100% pulled pork ham on it. And he does, it's like, his, like, arms are akimbo, like, fingers curled up. Ah! <laughs> it's great. Do that occasionally. Other times, have villains who have at least some motivation that's vaguely interesting they uh -huh. have to have some like like spend five minutes thinking about why your villain is doing the things that they're doing what brought them here and even if it's just because they're evil <laughs> well what made them that way like uh -huh. i can't think of anything more boring than you know like orcus you know, i'm not a huge D, D lore guy but my understanding is he's just a big demon and wants to destroy everything well okay shit that's not like super <laughs> interesting you know, I'm a demon. I destroy stuff. It's kind of like my bag. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, way, just, just the way it was made. Yeah. If you have a lich and they're trying to destroy all kinds of crap, have them have some horrible, messed up backstory. Uh, you know, the tortured villain's pretty is a little overdone. It could be, but something. Spend five to ten minutes, you know, coming up with some reason why this person is broken, messed up, angry, vengeful, greedy. Uh, mm -hmm. You know. Things happen, you know, what it was like, like broken people do, or what hurt people hurt people. There you go. Mm -hmm. so. Wow. Right out of a song. I know, right? Yes. Yes. If if you have a big bad, give them some motivation as to how they would, would operate. I have a lich in my game. My players know what they did. They know why this lich is after them. We have done nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that is your story, and you guys are sticking to it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't done anything. Okay, doke. <laughs> Well, that's somebody else. Okie doke. The other thing with the with the big bad evil guy, GMs that, God bless the GMs that put a lot of effort into their storytelling and have this, you know, big, dark backstory for their big bad evil guy. And they want to do the big reveal scene and they want a monologue for 10 minutes. Their big bad evil guy confronts our heroes and does a 10 minute monologue telling all about his evil plan. Like, stop it. I want I want those players to just shoot him on sight. Just just attack on sight. Why would you let him talk? He's the big bad evil guy. We know this. Kill him. It's not like you're going to barter with him. It's not like you're going to change him. He's the right. evil guy. It's not just like you're like, wait, you're waiting for some erudite argument yeah. to like yeah. blow your mind. Well, yeah. that was man, he uh his combination yeah, of what? language and English accent convinced me that we just need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, this guy, because if you're going to let him talk, yeah, we're going to roll persuasion. I'm going to see if I can get a, some new recruits. What are you doing letting him talk? Don't let him talk. 
But I understand a GM being hurt by that. Wait a minute. I was going to do my big monologue, my big plan reveal and explain everything, all the mysteries of the game. And you guys just came in guns blazing, killed him. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> if you're a player, just ask if it's been six seconds yet or whatever the real <laughs> length is and whatever RPG that you're currently playing. And if your GM says, yeah, it's probably been about six seconds. I'm like, oh, well, so that's his turn then, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's just like, I understand. I can understand the GM. Like, no, I want to do this big scene because they want to role play too. But then I'm like, I, I, I mean, if I came into my home and I had weapons on me and I walked into my living room and I saw a lich, I'm not going to wait around to see what he has to say. I'm yeah. going to open fire, right? Yeah. I think that's what we, we would all do. Right? Thank you, fellow gun owner. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Just gonna shoot him. I cast He's in my house. There's no reason. Exactly. And I have like exactly. eight more spell slots. So I said a weapon, by the way. I did not say a gun. So you said you'd shoot him or start blasting. So. I would start blasting with whatever I had. Unless it's a super soaker, which <laughs> I just so I started blasting. It could be I'm just waiting for like a home invasion in Indianapolis news to you know like make the news for like man shot no bow. You know, have, like, oh I, shit, that's what she had. I don't have any I mean I have I have knives in my kitchen. I have uh, a chunk of wood for the patio door that keeps it so you can't open, you know, a security bar. Jesus a piece of wood, like I a have bat. a chunk of wood. That's that's like our... a bat. I could use that. Okay. But yeah. I don't have much, but somebody wants to break in. I mean, it's a lot of effort for not a lot of payoff, so Probably yes. better places to break into. There I mean, isn't much house, in this place. And I stole one of Bamps's treats. Imagine if you, See? If you had yeah. security. Oh. I wouldn't have obtained it. Yeah, yeah. Meh. 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 It's not my treat. It was Bamps's treat. I don't care if you steal it. Right. That it was just, yeah. for your security. See? Like there was exactly. like a, there was a whole like actual medieval treasure chest in the corner. I was like, fucking treats, man. I'm drunk. <laughs> treats. And it, and, it, and it saved you. <laughs> That's what happens uh, all the criminals. Let's get an apple fritter and move on. All right. So let's. we've talked about, like, I think we've talked about cliches and tropes on the GM side of things. What about yes. player player oh, cliches? The, uh, as, as it was stated in the um, chat, the warlock who's just fighting so hard to not be pulled to the evil side. I, I call them the emo warlocks. Or the bards who like to screw their way through the entire campaign. Yeah, yeah, that's... Speaking as a bard, sir, how do you respond? Oh, I'm, I'm definitely on the... <laughs> I, I'm playing the... I'm the son of a no... Like, <laughs> I actually Googled, like, cliched backstories, and uh-huh. I found this article, and it was three items long. <laughs> the parentless one, the brooding edgelord, which are kind of the same thing, and third was, like, scorned son of noble. And I went, oh, shit, they got me. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> So yeah, my my bard is an Oscar Wilde fancy man, half elf. Uh-huh. I mean, there you go. I'm hitting some cliches. Yep. I'm sorry. No, no, no. We're talking about cliches. I think players build cliches and psychotron. And you mentioned in the art, art, uh, article you read, everyone's an orphan. Why do we no, always? Why true. do people always choose orphan? Did did Disney teach us that? Uh, laziness, because you don't think oh, about okay. your character. You don't, murder hobo. About, yeah. you don't have to think about, like, like, I wouldn't even care if you were an orphan if you had, like, a series of close friends. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. Uh, my parents were, you know, like, I was abandoned to the orphanage, but I'm all friends with them now, and it's a whole bunch of orphans, and we all know it. Like, it, it it's just a way to avoid backstory, and it complicates it's things. It's laziness. 
And and by the way, if you if you have a character or a mm-hmm. PC a player who creates like oh yeah I got like, parents and a and a and I got a baby sister mm-hmm. and everything and like you immediately only see them as tools to leverage to threaten that's another cliche which is shitty oh you have family members you actually went out of your way to develop a wholly created informed character who lives and breathes in this world <laughs> I better refrigerate your you know your kids or some shit you know yeah, like. Yeah. And, and and Bams points that out. He's listening now, and he's like, people choose orphans because they are afraid of the GMs using their families against them. Which Bams is the first one to say, punch him in the girlfriend. Like he's a GM yep. that says that, punch him in the girlfriend. But that's the whole point. That's the whole point of storytelling. There has to be some kind of drama. There has to be something. It, I, I, but it's so overdone, and it it's is. so it's so the creation of family members is so unpopular. Not that it's, people are against yeah. it, but it's just so uncommon, I guess is the word I would prefer to choose, that I kind of want to let it nurture and grow. You know, mm-hmm. like, I, I get it. You want to, but it's, it, it's, it's extreme. It's called the refrigerate, like, you know, because of the, like, Green Lantern comic 50 years ago, where I was like, oh, his wife was in a refrigerator. Where they take the main character, it, it's, it's a super common cliche. Main characters, love interest. Mm-hmm. They're killed off. Like, even John Wick Perry did it. With the dog thing, like it wasn't his girlfriend who was, you know, his girlfriend was murdered. You know, it's it's Max Payne, it is Die Hard, except she didn't die. It's always the love interest is threatened, or the family the family member is threatened. So the hero has to go do the thing. I'm sure it was great the first time, like all cliches. But because it's so uncommon, I will I would like never do it. I will never threaten someone's family members, any PCs family members in the game, because I want more. I want them to be done more. <laughs> No, you gotta. On the plant. No, I I love that Missy had Missy, uh, not Missy, and uh, Mary Sue. Mary Sue had parents. She was, you know, she was a spoiled child. Her parents wanted nothing but the best for her. She had a loving home. I, I mean, I love that. And and nothing ever happened to her parents. We never got into her parents. It was okay to put parents in there. It made sense. She was college intern. She would have yeah. parents. Why would I choose orphan? And then in the vampire game, Missy has she, her mother is still alive, and her father she doesn't know who that is, but she'll assume he's alive. But I, I I've never had, and I'm okay with that. I I guess it's just this whole idea of like you all your character your characters don't always have to be orphans. They always don't have to be tortured. They could have had loving families and homes and been happy, and they're just off in yeah. the world. Why they're is just... it always a tortured? background like just stop but if they can come from a normal family maybe they're just poor and you're tired of being poor and so you yeah. just want to strike out and you know become an adventurer and strike it rich it could be a happy it could have a happy background but so many people choose this other way like they think it should be this tortured soul that's had no nothing but pain We'll play. Yeah, Bamp said in the comments, "All edge and no point." God, what a gotta line. put that on a T-shirt. That is a yeah. <laughs> okay, to to follow up on that, and you're saying people who play in the type, I'm okay with the barbarian being ragey. I mean, the the classes and races themselves are clearly couched in some cliche and stereotype. Fine, but just have a have a spin on it. You know, put a put a little a little something on it. It, it could be anything. You know, have them mm-hmm. have the barbarian have. You know, a pet they care about, something. But yeah, they. Uh-huh. It's it, it, if you're playing a barbarian, it's specifically the rage one. You're gonna be, ah, it's 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 you know, it's the it's the job description, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just how it be. 
but put a spin on it. The other one I don't like is the people who play very much against type. Like, like don't be just your type. Don't be just defined uh, by racing class. Like, I am Orc Barbarian. I smash, and that's it. Mm-hmm. It's a little boring, unless you're, unless you're kind of doing a parody of it and being, you know, Kronk Smash, which can be kind of funny sometimes. But the the tortured souls, I just have... That's a personal thing. I don't know if it's cliche. It's a little cliche, but it's a cliche I personally do not like. <laughs> it's me <laughs> ranting about it. The uh, God, I feel bad because you had one. The Tiefling Paladin, you know? Yeah. Or the, the Orc mm-hmm. Paladin were like, I hear the calls of Grumsh. I'm like a beautiful vampire. I want to be good, but in my heart, it was so bad. Like, it's just uh-huh. this. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. You know, I know. It's a little overdone. It's been mm-hmm. done before. Yeah. I got another player one. I see this. I see this mainly male players doing it, and I've talked about this before, and I see it mainly in Shadowrun, but I'm sure it can transcend systems. But I see it mainly in Shadowrun, and it's when they make a female character, because they always do. It's either badass bitch who like is all like buffed out and athletic and doesn't take no guff from anyone, or it's the hypersexualized chick who gets by every job with sex. That's it. There's only those are the only two options. Yes. Like, why? <laughs> can I not have just average girl in middle? What can, is happening I, here? I can see yeah, yeah. the uh, the 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 first one. It's like uh, they always have like a severe haircut. You know, they're like wear wear the uh, the wife beater shirt, and it's like uh, you know the voice of like a three pack a day smoker. Yeah, you know, I'm not out oh. being a, a badass machine gunner. I'm yeah. off being the yeah, it's this, clearly it, this it's, super butch lesbian. Like, it's a super butch asexual, or it's hypersexual. Oh, like you're, men yeah. don't want to do anything in the middle. There, it's 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 this weird. In my experience, this is what I've seen by the majority of male players that build female characters. It's it's one of these two routes, and it's like, why? I I just I don't understand it. Like I, I don't like like how kind of women do you hang out with? The ways of women confuse and mystify. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like I would. That's why I would never do it. Like we had a podcast a year ago, and it was about playing against type. And I was like, I wouldn't do this except in a safe environment that was not being recorded with like a non-disclosure agreement, so I could go like fuck it up <laughs> and have a bunch of women who were my friends tell me the inevitable ways I fucked it up. Yeah. So that yeah. I don't know what to tell you. I don't have the no. I don't have the stones to play a character without a boom. You know. So when I when I encounter this, if it's the hypersexual one, and they try to use their femininity and their wiles, I always put an old man NPC that it doesn't work on. He's old and can't get it up anyway. Damn, I've just been pushing rope <laughs> since the 2030s. Pretty much. <laughs> now what are you gonna do? You know, it's just like, stop. I just, oh, it bugs me to no end. Like, why is it? Or the cat girl. Is that is that a cliche? The cat girl? Why? I don't know. Why Maybe it, it's still so bad. cat girls? That's not just us doing that. That's, I'm, hey. <laughs> the, the tabaxi, team tabaxi is not a uh, an entirely yeah. male endeavor, so. Yeah, Zakara, I know it's a trope and a fetish. I know. I get it. But why does it always have to come in my game? I, uh, no pun intended. <laughs> well, they call that a self-answering question. <laughs> I'm glad I even the scoreboard back up. We're back to one and one. You know, I'm coming back. <laughs> she had me the first half. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. Oh my 
gosh. So I don't know. What have we learned? Because you know, I always hear like there are no original ideas. Every every story's been told. You know, there, there's no. It's just the way it is. I think the easiest way to do it is to think of what the most obvious cliche thing is, and then not do that. Like like realize what you're trying to not hit, and then you just don't. You don't. If you just don't think about it, you'll end up there by default by being lazy. So be aware, kind of like where. You're being pulled by the cliches, the the common storytelling tropes that we culturally are all familiar with that will be naturally pulling you towards them because of familiarity and because of ease. But if you're aware of them, mm-hmm. either by purposefully targeting them, like, like write, write the shitty version first mm-hmm. and then go back and fix it. If you're building the same character, like elements of the like, – you built this character this one time. You really liked playing them. You're in a new game. And some, like, two or three little pieces of that original character come into your new character, and it just keeps happening over and over again. Maybe look at why you really are gravitating toward those aspects of your character. Maybe work that out. And then build something completely new. Quit building Ooh. the same things over and over and over again. I don't know. I've, I tried to do that with... I played a game with, uh, yeah, I did. I did play a game. (laughs) And I I played a character who was kind of this big, dumb, happy oaf. uh, And he didn't talk. He was like, he was an actual ogre. And it was brutally unfun for me. And I don't think it worked. Like I was pulled into the game because I'm me. And then I was not me. And I'm a fast talking, Mm -hmm. I think I'm funny, quick joke jackass. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, And it's sort of like if you go and hire Ryan Reynolds to be a Deadpool, and then so is Mouth Shut, it doesn't work. And I was not there for that. I have played RP games with lots of people who can do things like, like BAMs can bring a lot more heart than I, and sincerity than I am currently able to muster. It, I just, I, it's, it's hard for me to get there. It does not appear to be hard for him to get there. So if you want, like, man, some tear jerking shit, you can get BAMs in there. Do not get, do not get me. I'm not good at it. I'm not, that's not no, my jam. BAMs will make I'm, you feel the feels. He'll, he'll, right. he'll... He'll make you fall in love with his character, and then like, oh no, wait, what's happening? He's too so my adorable. Char- <laughs> my character might be a corrupt cop from Missouri. Mm-hmm. It might be an old guy from Alabama. It could be, but I'm always like, I think I am naturally going to have characters that are smartasses because that's me, and I enjoy being funny and and punchy and having these little comments and jives and being a little comedic relief. Uh, so corrupt cop from me. Missouri, you still use cliches then? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is pre-Ferguson, by the way. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't know that I was like dead on technically. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. You are. So you you like cliches? <laughs> so yeah, I I think I would challenge anybody. Hey, you know, when you make a character, try to make something completely. Like something you haven't tried. Like if your characters are always orphans, make a character that's not an orphan that had a happy childhood. Everything's fine. There's nothing wrong with them. If you're gonna make a warlock, please quit making them emo. Just, just maybe he just does it because he just loves the power. I don't know. But it doesn't yeah. always have to be dark. It doesn't always have to be tortured. It doesn't have to have all the edge. All the edge it doesn't have to. It's okay. You can still have fun with it. I want to see the warlock who like gets along with his patron. Like there's a clear mm-hmm. quid pro quo. We're on the same page, and mm-hmm. you know you made a deal. You like the deal. It's good for me. Good for you. Business. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> I have a, a warlock now that 
does not know a deal was made, does not know he has a patron, but he's slowly learning. Ooh. Yeah. So that'll be a thing. <laughs> because Are it's like, wait a minute. In that context? Yeah. It, it, this one is. This one is. Yeah. All right. This is the way he wanted to do it. And I said, all right, let's do it. And yeah, this warlock has he's, he's a young, a young man, young adult, doesn't know that this deal was made. He's going to have to get some like, you know, some, <laughs> a demon attorney of contract law. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, what does he try to fight it when he discovers it? I don't know. You know, in game, Ooh, the player, be, though, is, is like, this is what I want to do. And I was like, let's go with it. Cool. You know? So, yeah, it's, you know, it's interesting. I want to see where it goes. I have to do a little bit more to get that going, though. It's a, a secondary character. Everybody has a main character, and then they all have secondary characters in the game. So, okay. yeah. Kind of like our, our, our game with our... Your game. Oh, that is the game. Okay, I no. I thought maybe you had you had nope. done the same thing twice, but that's not you. That'd be a cliche at that point. You would have done something ah. should have recognized. <laughs> Wait, that sounds awful familiar. Hey, what, Jupiter? I guess it's That's all familiar. familiar. Yes, yes, it is. It is your game. <laughs> I'm good at inference. You are. I can't get anything by you. So. Oh man, have um, we solved it? We figured it out. I, I, I don't, I don't think we've solved it. I think we've given some advice. I think we've identified a lot of cliches both uh, on both sides of the table, and I, I, I hope it inspires people to just try something new. Stop going to the tried and true. Stop going to the cliche. You know, if you want to do the cliche cliche write it out and then try to figure out how can i do this different what's the twist i can put on this to make it just a little different and not the same thing especially if you have a lot of experienced players because they're going to get bored they're going to roll their eyes you may not be able to see them do it because you're online but believe me they're rolling their eyes hard yeah the, the, just try to do something all asleep because you're in the mm-hmm. rut you're in this uh mm-hmm. you know, predetermined track ish kind of you know. mm-hmm. yeah so just just try to to think you know just Try to think a little outside of the box. Don't go to the to the cliches. And, and if you think it's a cliche, you're not quite sure. Google it. See if it is. Ooh. And you know, you'll probably see. Oh yeah, that that's a common that's a common cliche. And I mean, okay. we all do it. I understand cliches are a cliche. Tropes are tropes. They are those things for reasons. We all do it. I understand. It's just don't rely on them so much. Try to change it up. Indeed, it's called effort, y'all. Which you yelled at me about because I put effort into a table full of. I, food. I realized. I realized. I and now you're talking about effort. I it's it's about it's about the minimum amount of effort though. You want to like efficiently use your effort. I have no good argument. And, and we need to edit that one. Come on. <sighs> I think this has been good. Been so productive. We we got it. We got it worked out. I think. We got it worked out. Okay. I think we got it worked out. I think I think so. We had a lot of chat, sparked a lot of conversation in the people listening. And we tried to mention the comments made, but there were a lot of comments made. <laughs> Apparently, people had feelings on this one. So oh, if you run into this, if you hmm. run into someone doing a cliche and you don't want to tell them, just send them a link to this podcast, which both helps us as we have more listeners. And also <laughs> as a passive aggressive way of telling them their idea is bad. So, boom, two bird, one stone. You know, I thought you were going to go a different way with that advice. I thought you were going to say, if you have somebody with a cliche doing a cliche, I thought you were going to say, ring a bell and yell shame. <laughs> I was like, no, that's not that's the, the advice you want to give. That's the aggressive, aggressive way. <laughs> aggressive way. Do this one instead. Hey, dumbass. You see how you look? That's because it's you. You like that? <laughs> I was like, oh, no, he's going to give the worst advice ever. Oh, wait, this was actually good advice. Yay. See? <laughs>
<laughs> You're you perfectly cliche. <laughs> yes, we've come full circle. <laughs> what is it, y'all? <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that is it then. We're going to call this episode done. Apparently, we have yet again saved a small part of gaming. (laughs) We haven't, but I like to think we have. Well, I've had a wonderful time. I guess we'll Mm -hmm. sign off. So, uh, bye, everybody. I'm Cotton. I hope you had a good time. And I'm Jupiter, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.